everybody. This is Dario Hunt. Welcome back to the Fearless Show, episode number seven. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Say what up. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming back. It's your boy, artist Darius Walker. Artist D. Walker. So, as much as I hate, you know, talking about politics and uh, <laughs> shit like that, I don't feel like we got no choice, man, but what uh, what do you think about the elections? Oh, boy. <laughs> the elections are crazy. That was interesting. Donald Trump is the president-elect, and uh, I guess he wasn't completely unexpected, <laughs> although... It might be disappointing. It wasn't completely unexpected. So, I mean, that's that's my gist of how I feel, pretty much. But I, I can say more. You know, <laughs> how do you feel? Um, like, I mean, definitely disappointed. Um, but like you said, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised that he won. Um, he did get a lot of support, and it's kind of the overall uh climate i think of a lot of people back home right now um <laughs> i'm not back home i'm not back stateside so i don't know about how it is out there but you know from what i've been seeing on news it's been a little crazy man the last couple of days for sure <laughs> stuff's been happening uh there's been some i guess marching if you could call it i guess protests i would, I would call there's it rioting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been some riots happening. Surprisingly, I uh, I kind of anticipated that would happen, but uh, it, it actually happening was surprising. I was like, oh damn, they're going hard in the streets right now <laughs> over Trump. They were shouting out like "Not my president" and uh, all kinds of other things. But uh, yeah, like even here in New York, they were marching. Uh, I heard there's a plan to march on Washington. Uh, like I heard there's a women's march on Washington, actually. And uh, so, like, there's a lot of groups feeling a type of way about it. But <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I wonder how many most people actually you know voted or whatnot. But I think True. at this point, I don't know what rioting or any of that is actually going to accomplish, except make us look even more embarrassing than we already do right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously. The world's yeah. perspective of the United States is like um, Donald Trump's elected and then the average American freaking out and throwing a tantrum. That's, yeah, it's pretty That's what the world thinks we look like. We're it's just... pretty embarrassing. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I... I didn't vote for Donald Trump or I didn't want him in office, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I hope he does well. I have, I hope he does well. My expectations aren't, aren't that high, but I hope that right. he's not the con artist that I actually think he is, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, his, his first month in office will probably tell us a lot. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, I saw the, um, press conference with him and Barack after they talked, and that was interesting. Um, mm. Donald, that was like the most humble I'd seen Donald Trump in years. Yeah, I never, I never seen Donald Trump look that like calm, 
without a smile. Like, he didn't have this, like, asshole look on his face. He got this look like he just heard something that he needs to think about. <laughs> like, think like just Barack like Obama just, like, put him on game. Like, yo. Like, weight of everything that is about to happen, I think, just, like, hit him, you know? Yeah. Like. Because there's a lot of fucking responsibility, so. Um, <laughs> so true. Can't be on Twitter out there beefing with fucking people about their opinions about everything anymore. You know what I'm saying? You can't go out there and say whatever you want anymore. It's just, we'll see, man. We'll see. Right. But (laughs) that did bring us, you know, uh, I think one of the best monologues I've heard in a while on on Saturday Night Live from Mr. Dave Chappelle finally coming back out of hiding. Oh, yeah. Mr. Dave Chappelle. Coming to host SNL, that was probably one of the top SNL shows in years. Like, one of the top five, I guarantee it, in, like, the last, I don't know, five years. Like It, it is the only one I've checked for, like, specifically in a really, really long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and the thing about it was, it wasn't SNL for me. It was, like... The Dave Chappelle show with the SNL cast. <laughs> like, you know, he came in and, and made it his show again for a moment. Like, everybody was yeah, like. So, what so did you think about the skits that he actually did? I mean, well, to start off, you, you intro talking about that monologue mm-hmm. that he gave. So, Dave Chappelle starts off the episode with. Uh, non-apologetic non-PC (laughs) you know non-PC not you know he just came in and I heard that his monologue was actually censored by a couple outlets like to their viewers because of how specific he got like one joke was about uh, how he couldn't even say anything because he was staying at a Trump hotel (laughs) and how housekeeping would come in and clean get himself a handful of pussy. <laughs> he did say yeah. <laughs> he said, hey, the boss said it's boss okay, said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god that shit is crazy <laughs> but yeah oh man just to set the tone that was crazy cause he ended the monologue you know all jokes aside yeah serious know. he ended on a serious note very serious note some serious comments about um, how he's gonna take Donald Trump um, he's going to give Donald Trump a chance as president and how um, him and as a a voice for, you know, the black disenfranchised minority group um, that we demand that he give us a chance too. I thought that was really strong. It was yeah. like no joke, no punchline. And then he segued into the show. But that was dope. Yeah, man. And then the show started. The skits, crazy. I think the timing of him coming back, you know, to TV and Saturday Night Live was perfect, especially after the elections. I've definitely wanted to kind of hear what he had to say on on shit like that. That's what he's always been so good at, is talking about, like, real issues and, yeah. and being funny, but really, like, speaking some truth to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because, like, that was the one time when I was actually really interested in, like, political commentary yeah because like right now it's it's so annoying like you don't want to hear anything i've never enjoyed political commentary but when it comes to comedians it's pretty funny right 
But yeah, Dave Chappelle, that shit brought me back to memory lane, man, with the Chappelle show. Just how good of a, a sketch comedy artist he is. He did do, yeah. uh, I say the biggest night he did to the show was definitely his, first, I don't know if it was the first skit, but the skit he did <clears throat> with Walking Dead and he brought back uh, all his characters. I think he brought yeah. back, he brought about Tyrone, the crackhead. Uh, Tyrone, uh, Chuck Berry, the, Chuck Berry. Reporter, the white guy. Clayton Bigsby, uh, the blind white, Clayton. blind black white supremacist. Uh, <laughs> uh, little John. And Little John. <laughs> yeah. And he tied it all, all into the, that, the Walking Dead. Pimp. Yeah, all of it. It was crazy. And it was such a good Walking Dead skit. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Crazy. That shit just made me miss him even more, man. That show was fucking classic. Right? And then... Uh, he did that skit where he was kind of like it was a satire of over eager, like overconfident Hillary. Oh uh, yes, yeah. that was. I think I think beside the Walking Dead one, that was probably the strongest one. That shit hit home so hardcore. <laughs> like <laughs> there was so much truth in that. Like <laughs> when they cheers, they're like, oh. Like, he's going to win Florida. It's like, to the Latinos. And they cheer to the Latinos. <laughs> he's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't like, think the Latinos uh, heard you. Yeah. <laughs> Trump won Florida. I don't think the Latinos heard about your toast. <laughs> <laughs> like, in a shit like that, we're like, you know, I saw people, you know, election, like, during the polls nights, you know, people were, like, cheering, like, oh, this is the day. We're going to have the first... Woman president, you know. Overconfident. Like, it hadn't even been close to being over or started yet. They're just like, it's finally happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, celebrating way before. (laughs) That skit was, like, a perfect, like, kind of. Yeah. Chris Rock was in it. (laughs) Chris Rock came in. Yeah, that was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that was was definitely the strongest one. I mean, to me, honestly, the other ones, they're okay. They were okay. I don't know. I love Spell, but honestly, you can't do as much as you know he wanted to or or could do. Um, I think they limited him. They were like, yeah, All right, for can't sure. have you do like you probably on wrote NBC. Some more shit you can't get away with <laughs> what you could on Comedy Central. So yeah, I think you like, definitely. Well, let's pick your top two, maybe three skits, and do those. And then we've got these other ones that we've already got passed for you to do, okay? Yeah, it's I'm like, sure oh. he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I'm sure he didn't write all those skits that he was in, but yeah. I think he was definitely, you know, kind of the safe. It was like safer Dave outside of the monologue because Dave. he can't do everything he can do on Comedy Central for sure. Right, yeah. It was crazy. Oh man, going back to that Walking Dead skit though, one part in uh, that when Clayton Bigsby, the uh, KKK character, white. Yes, the blind black white supremacist Clayton Bigsby. <laughs> yeah. So when he was getting talked to, he was like, "Man, you're black." And he's like, "He's like, ah, oh, for." From what I've heard, when I put this hat on, it's no longer true. <laughs> he put on, yeah. he put on the hat that said, make, a great, make America great again. Make America like, great again. <laughs> like Trump yeah. supporter. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. dying when I saw that part. <laughs> it was a nice touch for sure. So, yeah. All I gotta say is, good work, Dave Chappelle. 
<laughs> I know overall it was hit and miss for me, but uh, you know, just the fact that we got Chappelle back out there and doing it again was like I didn't really care what he said or did. They just the fact yeah. seeing him out there was dope as fuck. And that really got me thinking about how fucking whack comedians are nowadays. <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy because when Dave was doing his monologue, I forgot how raw comedy could be. And I was like, oh, man, where where is this now? You know, like, I don't hear anything like this ever anymore. Like, nobody's hitting it hard. And it's just gotten so weak and so whack and just people are just... Uh, I mean, like, because... What a couple months ago they announced that Kevin Hart was the highest earning, highest grossing uh, comedian this year. Yeah, I believe over that. the past year, I think he made like almost ninety million. Shit. He finally uh, <laughs> toppled uh, what's his name, Jerry Seinfeld, who's always been Seinfeld. first for like the last twenty years almost. Yeah, um, Seinfeld. So he, the show's always on. So he's still it's residual. Makes a lot of money for <laughs> and he's syndication. Always, always touring. He 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 does stand up every year, so it makes sense that Jerry's up there. But yeah, Kevin, but Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart is now the number one comedian in the world. He sells out football arenas. Yeah, which is like never been done. unbelievable to me. Nobody, no comedians I, don't do that. They don't. They don't go to no. football stadiums. They just don't. No, and I and I got to an argument, you know, the other day, per <laughs> usual. Uh, oh yeah, about Kevin Hart, man, and and he's fucking corny to me. <laughs> Kevin Hart is corny to you, yeah. That's funny. He is. He's but he's playing a role that he found works. I think every time you see him on camera. It's the character of Kevin Hart that he found out works the best. See, but I don't know if it's the character. This is actually how he is. But I do know that he's not going to go the raw comedian route because he has so much at stake. And, like, he won't risk his endorsements because he got a fucking shoe coming out with Nike now or some shit like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He won't risk his, you know, box office sales and family-friendly <laughs> movies he fucking does. And it's just like, yo, this guy is corny as fuck, though. Comedian, kind of like, I'm going to come out and say it. Comedy is corny and whack as shit now. <laughs> right? It's like, when you're going to the movie theaters, who, who are the biggest comedians you can see? You go see Kevin Hart? Or... Who? I don't even know. Who's <laughs> exactly. Comedians like Tyler Perry. You gonna oh see? God. You gonna see Tyler Perry dressed as a man? You gonna see Medea? Jesus, <laughs> Medea's Not Halloween. Even, like, <laughs> but like for me, it's like for me. I love comedy and I love comedians. Like my favorites are Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, uh, early early Eddie. You know, um, even Eddie Griffin, like oh, yeah. Martin Lawrence, even Jamie, like. Bernie, love Bernie, you know. Bernie's the and, man. And the, even recently, like, Patrice O'Neal, like, Elf in the Room was, like, one of my favorite stand-up <clears throat> specials of all time. But, right. like, the thing these all these comedians had in common was that they were just fucking raw as shit. And, like, they would talk about real-life issues. Like, they will talk about real stuff that's going on in the world. And... 
they would they wouldn't beat around the bush like they would get to the heart of it and it'll still somehow take a fucked up situation like this election like they'd be able to take a fucked up situation like Dave did and make it funny as fuck mm-hmm. and like and get you know actual commentary and get people actually thinking and talking about what's going on while still laughing at the fucking jokes yeah. and to me like that shit is gone <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kevin Hart puts his life in his jokes. He just he doesn't write his jokes the same. Kevin Hart talks like, about I'm sure how he short likes he is. The same people we love. How short he is. He talks about his kids too. He talks about sometimes he talks about his famous friends. You know, like he'll make fun of Nick Cannon. <laughs> but he don't talk about nothing. Somebody, like, he don't talk about nothing real. Like he don't. He'll never talk about. Like he'll never talk about the elections. He'll never talk about race. Uh, relations or oh, yeah. anything going on like in the states like he'll never talk about stuff like that you know like civil rights he'll never talk about stuff like that <clears throat> all these comedians before like all these legends I just lived it off like they didn't give a fuck like they would talk about that shit like Chris Rock like he would talk about that shit and and they would still yeah. be funny as fuck when they're doing it you know what I'm saying yeah I don't know Kevin Hart's crazy like there's a thing cause I just feel like he can't he can't take it there. He passed the point where he could take it there. Like I think in early in his career, I felt like he could, you know, <clears throat> give himself that kind of leeway. Maybe he comes out and surprises everybody in Nats. comedy special. He just made ninety million. He ain't like, changing. <laughs> Maybe he gets Paul Mooney to help write some Shit. jokes for him or something. Paul Mooney. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Paul Mooney's the last person <laughs> Kevin Hart will have writing fucking jokes for. <laughs> Paul Mooney's is a man, dog. He's a goat. But he's the king all right, I give I'll up. give Kevin a pass. Kevin is Kevin. All right, Kevin's gonna do what he do. But like now, like who right. name? Who's an up and coming uh, comedian? Like who now? Stand up wise. Straight up stand up. That that's I gone mean, through the process of going through the. The touring of comedy clubs and writing jokes and, you know, doing stand-up. Like, who? Who do we have? All of them cross over, you know? Like, I mean, there's there's people, but they're from different races. Like, Aziz Ansari. But he's like, he's like Kevin Hart, too. Yeah, he's he's decent. He's he's really soft. There's a... I mean, there's a couple people, but not really. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody. I mean... You know, we know Donald Glover. We just talked about him in Atlanta, but he doesn't stay in the comedian lane. He just, you know, he, he has an edge of comedy. Talent, man. But yeah, he just he's just talented. See, so, I asked you. I mean, you, I wonder I, when he's going to do another comedy special. That would be dope. See, I I asked you this question because I asked this person that <laughs> question, and they listed off like fucking King Buck, and uh, oh, okay, what's this other dude? I forget. Much of like Instagram. Uh, oh. comedians basically. Yeah. Uh, he lists up DC Young Fly, like you know, like as comedians oh, yeah, nowadays, yeah. like that are DC, coming up. Yeah. But he's garbage. Well, that's the thing. I was honestly, I was just thinking right before you said that Nick Cannon, his whole wild and out thing. He's gotten a lot of Instagram people become, on there. Yeah, he's got a lot. And so, like, his thing is. He's actually making like YouTube stars, like off of Wild and Out. Like he's making YouTube stars, which then so kind like, of translate on 
TV, but barely. It, it, it doesn't. But he's giving them their own like, like comedy specials. He's like, okay, like prove yourself on the show, and then I'll give you a fifteen minute set, and then we'll put it out as Nick Cannon presents. They're out and here, that's man. what he did. Like and none of them were like, wow, they're like people he's just like kind of helping that could never stand on their own. Like if they could stand on their own, they'd be on SNL. And like half of the SNL cast isn't even like fucking. They're not fucking comedians. It's like it's like this new age of rappers to me. Like they're not fucking comedians just because they're not <laughs> fucking rappers. They are just uh, selling a personality, that's a good, man. That's a good uh metaphor right there. That's a good analogy. <laughs> they're they're just selling a personality. Like they're they're selling a hustle and I can't knock whatever hustle they got, like but they're selling a personality. That's why it's so easy for people to, to make these videos and, and copy each other and shit. Like they're just selling a personality. Yeah. But being an actual comedian, like they're not actually fucking comedians. Like if you told them to do a stand up set, they would fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like how e- like how easy is to dress up as a woman and then make up like <laughs> some fucking video about how women act. Any guy could probably do a five minute set in the woman's outfit. Yes, it's terrible com- to, and it's terrible all you have to comedy. Do is em- embody any female they think about, and then people would just laugh at him for doing that. Like they'll just laugh. And that's I think that's where the culture is right now, especially with com- with comedy and with rap, man. It's, it's just selling yeah. personalities, and I think it's suffering immensely for that. And people are missing out <laughs> on so much because when we were growing up, like we had these comedians talking about all this real ish. Oh yeah, you know, it, like it was a joke, but he was talking about like real, real shit and saying shit that a lot of people were feeling, but in a way that made it okay, we, you know. When we were growing up, they were like adult comedians like it was just like everybody knows the comedian it was like all right when this comedian's on it's it's adult time like this is for adults not for kids at all you know like real comedy let's talk about real shit like the kids can't be around this is grown folks conversation kind of stuff you know comedy man now it's like it's almost it's like you know, like E for everyone kind of comedy? Like, what do you mean? It's like, bullshit comedy. <laughs> That's crazy. And I think comedy is super underrated for being as integral part of, like, culture and, like, letting people blow off steam and shit. And, like, and it's, like, the only, it's one of the only places, this is what I think about comedy. Like, it's one of the only places, like, comedy, music, art, mm-hmm. one of the few mediums where, like, you can say shit that you normally would never be able to say and get away with in public yeah. or like in a position of whatever influence that but you can say it and you can make it as outrageous as possible but at the end of the day you can get away with it because it's comedy but at the heart of it it's like touching on a real fucking you know subject like yeah like richard Pryor was talking about fucking freebasing crack and <laughs> and the crack <laughs> epidemic you know what i'm saying like yeah and like yeah he was it's funny, but he was talking about like real shit that's going on and like bringing awareness to like, there's a fucked up problem going on, you know? Yeah. It was like one of the few places that like, you can talk about it openly, talk about something openly without worrying about hurting somebody's feelings or, or you know, fucking endorsements or losing support. You just come out and you fucking talk about it. Yeah, that was like the space where it was like okay to be disrespectful, you know? Like, it's like, yeah. yes. 
Go up there and say Patrice some disrespectful O'Neal, shit. Patrice O'Neal, Elephant in the Room, is one of my favorite fucking stand-up routines. And it's disrespectful as fuck. And, like, yeah. if, you, and if you feel, like, uncomfortable about, <laughs> you know, topics like uh, sex and harassment and animal stuff and, like, <laughs> animal cruelty. And, like, it's just not, like, something that if you are not open to hearing that type of stuff. Yeah. You won't like it because he doesn't fucking hold back. But then now we have people like Kevin Hart and he's so afraid to say anything. And then now we have all these fucking Instagram comedians. Yeah. And it's just shitty. Like and it's just shitty. No, I mean, my whole terrible. point is it's just shitty. Well, these because... Instagram comedians, now there's a whole type of Instagram and like YouTube comedian like like th- 30 seconds like how many sk- how many jokes can I get in? Like there's people thinking like that like okay and then they become punchline famous. Like, like there's dudes that literally hold their entire page on YouTube is is clowning someone. Like they saw somebody in a video and then they just clown them for a minute and a half. And now they're a comedian because they're just like, oh, this motherfucking like, you know, like oh Donald Trump at that at, on the podium. Look at him. He looks like a like a fucking. Uh, orange like like has a light up there with this fucking like you know say some dumb shit like look at that asshole on his face like and then just keep going and like that's them and that's their whole page I I guess my whole point of even they get going thousands of looks too talking about this thousands of I guess my whole point of you know talking about this is that we I miss motherfuckers like Dave Chappelle and seeing him coming back and doing what he did like it just shows what has been missing over the years, especially recently. Right. And I'm not surprised at where we are right now as a, you know, culture and as people and stuff like that. Because look out look at the shit that we have now. Like there's <laughs> just so much bullshit out there. Right. And like there's nothing real and people don't know what's actually going on, you know. Yeah, there's so much and bullshit like And it just makes me feel like People are just stupid as fuck now. Like, that's just how I feel. Like people are just stupid as fuck now, yeah. and they just want the easy, the easy, easy shit, and like don't want to talk about the real hard stuff. Right. It's crazy. But that's just my two cents on it. Uh, they've killed it. They've killed it. He made that it. He, he showed why he's a fucking. I gotta king. watch that after this. That monologue was amazing. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, he showed why he's the fucking king and why comedy is shit now. Thank you, Kevin Hart. <laughs> For real, though. Honestly, Kevin Hart changed comedy. Like, expectations of comedy. By just being too many places at once. Like, he's kind of like Drake <laughs> just dropping shit. And you just, like, can't avoid him. He's just out everywhere. You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's crazy. But, anyways... <laughs> so I saw a new uh, Doctor Strange movie. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange. That was pr- it. Was Benedict Cumberbatch. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, I checked it out. I checked it out. It was highly anticipated. the The trailer looked super dope, so I, I couldn't wait to go see it. You know, and uh, oh. yeah, I felt pretty good about it. Except, you know. There were some things I was, like, anticipating more, I will say. When I went, I was like, all right. At the end of it, I was like, oh, I thought there was going to be, like, more. But not a bad way. 
It was just, it was interesting. It was a good movie. All right, hold on. So, if you're listening right now, <laughs> we're about to spoil the fuck out the movie um, <laughs> at some point in this conversation. So, if you don't want to get the movie spoiled for you, you can fast forward <laughs> and look at the timestamps below. But let's get right into it. I thought it was a very solid, another very solid Marvel movie. Nothing spectacular, but solid. Yeah. That's what I felt. Solid. It'd be like DC's best try. <laughs> it would definitely be DC's best movie, and yet I still wanted more. So that that's what's crazy. It's like it's such a good movie, but it it was, it was basically like a movie to set up another movie, almost. You know? Yeah, it's it's a typical origin story for Marvel. Um, I didn't know shit. I don't really know that much about Doctor Strange. I don't think many people do. I didn't know much either. So I understand why they. Did the origin route, mm. but I think the, I do think the origin route is getting definitely played out for them at this mm-hmm. point, and they need to just come up with more interesting ways to introduce characters. Yeah, definitely. But Benedict Cumberbatch was very good. You know, he did as always. He was very good mm-hmm. in the movie. Oh, um, yeah. he played like arrogant, cocky asshole for a while, and then like. Had to mellow out. Well, pretty much no, the whole time he played time. Here, yeah. He's arrogant. Kind of mellowed out. Kind of mellowed out. out. Like, yeah. Got a little bit more spiritual. Arrogant, but humbled a little bit, you know? And more, yeah. And more spiritual. Um, the main villain, Mads Mikkelsen. Here's, they have a villain Mads problem. Mads Mikkelsen because is one of the dopest actors. He's one of my favorite actors. But not in this movie this because movie. he gets all of maybe five it's minutes. I up too. I was pissed. Honestly, low-key, like, Mads is like, he's one of my favorites. And here's why. First of all, Mads, if you haven't seen Hannibal, the television series, you need to watch that shit. Because Mads is Hannibal in the television series. And there's three seasons, I believe. Fucking amazing. Amazing. It's almost, like, honestly, I don't want to be blasphemous, but I like the show because it was an extension of the movies a little bit. Like, it played out some of the movie plot and shit. So I almost liked it better than the movies, but it wouldn't exist without the movie. So you can't say that. But Yeah, blasphemous. Science of yeah. is a classic. But back, back to Doctor but... Strange. Matt's dope actor. He's playing a villain. He's playing the villain of the movie, first of all. And... Well, kind yeah, of. I guess he's not the villain. It's it's kind of like like he's like not Silver villain. Surfer in the Fantastic Four. He's like the guy, the face, but then there's this bigger yes, power that's setting up you for know? the yeah. yeah. Um, they don't use him. They use him in like five ten minutes of the movie, and he doesn't really say shit. He just kind of looks <laughs> and he waves his arm around <laughs> yeah. and kills a couple people, and then that's it. And, and like. That's a waste of a fucking talent to me. They have a villain problem. They should have played sure. more backstory and with him at the uh, temple. There was no like backstory I, for him at all. Yeah, honestly, I think they just mentioned like that. But he stole the two pages. Spoiler. <laughs> but uh, other than that, well, that we was already it. said spoiler. That so at this it. point, it's yeah. it is what it is. Because <laughs> I tell you, I'm about to spoil the show because he was. He was whatever to me in the movie, yeah. honestly. Um, he was just like a paper of fill in the blank <laughs> right. for me. Like a lot he of He didn't movies. have to be a big name. He could but, have been any actor um, like that. 
But what's his name? Um, Chuido. Mordo? Mordo? Is Mordo? Is that the black uh, no, guy? I forgot. Is that his name? Yeah, I just remember his, his I think it is Mordo. His name is um, The black guy. Um, he, uh, I'll look it up. But, but he's Doctor Strange's kind of like companion, mentor a little bit. He's the guy who brings him to the ancient one. And the one thing I knew about the comics is that he was typically his main villain in the comics. But in the movie, he starts out as, you know, his friend and his and his partner and, you know, in fighting against Cassilius, who's mm-hmm. the bad guy, by the way. And then by the end of the movie, he does not agree with anything that's been going on with Ancient One and with Doctor Strange and the powers that they're messing with. And then in the end credits, he goes full on, you know, his he embraces his full on villain. <laughs> and he says he wants to, there's too many wizards in the world. So that, I will say, was probably their best setup for a villain in a very long time. Yeah, which weird is... Because you kind of yeah. have a backstory for him, and you kind of already, you but know, the, feel yeah, for him. Yeah, they set it up like you like, like him, like him like a little he's, bit. He's a guy that we know, and yeah, his yeah. name was Mordo. Yeah, that's the character's name, Mordo. Yeah, uh, Mordo. but yeah, they set it up to where like you had empathy for him, the guy that. But it was almost crazy because it's almost like the same way that uh, uh, Mad's character um, fell into the thing, except. Like, he broke away, but it was almost like the origins came from the same place, you know? So, it was a similar story. Yeah, similar. But, like, I'm interested to see what the uh, sequel unfolds the sequel. as, you know? <clears throat> yeah, because he, made, they made, he, was a, he did a good job. He was a likable character, and it made you want to, you know, like, invest in him a little bit more than you were invested in Casilius, because I had no investment in Concilius at all. He could have died in the first time, <laughs> so I wouldn't care. Yeah. But Dormammu was dope. Uh the whole sequence mm. at the end with Dormammu was dope. Yeah, that was um, the toughest part. How he came up with the time loop and like <laughs> he basically went there and annoyed him to the point <laughs> where he just agreed. That, <laughs> that shit was crazy. He he said I can do this for as long as it takes and he apparently died I think they said thousands of times. Yeah, so we like saw a few, minutes, like, yeah, like maybe ten iterations of his death. Yeah, and he died and he like, over back. and over again. Yeah, yeah. and then keep coming like, back. What did he say? I want to bargain. Yeah. Yeah, he said, "Dormammu, I've come to bargain." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or I want to make a bargain or something like that. Like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, <laughs> I thought that was dope. That was I thought that was dope. Yeah. That was very dope. Yeah. That was the best because I honestly didn't um, see that part coming. I was like, so, "How is he? What is he gonna do?" Except for the moment when they were like a place without time, like and all. I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." So they kind of they kind of did the Galactus route because in the comic books, the Mamu is actually has like a physical body mm-hmm. and like he has a flaming head, but in the movie they just made him like this big giant uh, entity. But at least he had a face, and Galactus did not. It was mm-hmm. like a giant crowd, uh, cloud cloud. Fantastic Four but other than that I think uh, the ancient one was okay Mm -hmm. Um, she had her moments you know for sure and the visuals visuals were insane they were definitely insane yeah the magic when they're actually visualizing the magic and like the changing and opening of portals and shit and everything like the visuals were crazy they knocked that out the park like they always do 
But like you said, it felt like a setup, and it definitely was a setup. Because for me, the movie was cool, but I was most excited about, you know, they introduced, like, all these different ideas into the Marvel Universe now that mm-hmm. they can further expand on, you know, in the next movies yeah. and all that other, other they just, jazz. So. They basically opened up a multiverse of realities and situations. It was crazy. In, in a really interesting way that, like, can be linked and connected to you. So I was like, okay, the saucery tip, you know, like, they haven't really been going in on saucers and shit like that, like magic and stuff. So I'm interested in that. That is, so we're about to get full-blown deep cuts from them now, like, so. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. Yeah, man. Um, I got a reaction for that coming probably this week maybe yeah this week I think nice. so be on the lookout for that I'm living life fearless um other than that there was I'll say I did a trailer roundup this week and um there's one movie in particular I'm talk about, and it's called Ghost in the Shell ooh can't wait are you familiar with Ghost in the Shell um yeah it was uh an anime right Yes, it's um That's like a classic arguably the classic. Yeah, arguably one of the greatest yeah, one of the greatest manga slash animes ever made. Yeah. Um I remember watching it when I was like 5th, 6th grade on Toonami back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that's when I saw it. it was in Toonami. That shit was crazy. So they just dropped the first official trailer for this one. Live and, action. Uh, Live action starring Scarlett Johansson, which I'm not so sure about, but we'll see. I think they did that because they saw her in Lucy. Which I hated. <laughs> I hated the second half. <laughs> I like I liked it leading up to, but then uh, it came out at the same time as um, Transcendence. I can't believe Morgan Freeman was in that movie. They should have combined Transcendence but, and Lucy and made a better movie. But Ghost in the Shell... Actually looked like a decent adaptation. Like I was a little skeptical what they were gonna do with it, especially since it's Hollywood, because it's based on like the first anime mm-hmm. movie um, that came out like '95. And I don't know if you saw that one, but that one's like very complex and like murky. Mm-hmm. Like nothing really gets explained. Yeah, shit just kind of happens, and then it's mm-hmm. over. But, like, the art style from that one, like, inspired so much shit. Like, it inspired the entire Matrix franchise. And it's definitely... Alright, so people don't... I'm just gonna say it. For people that don't know what Ghost in the Shell is about, it's, it's like cyberpunk. And it's kind of, like, set in the near distant future. Where everybody has cybernetics at some point, And, like, there's full-on cyborgs in the world. And, mm-hmm. and people plug in, can plug into basically the internet and, like upload their consciousness which is what they call ghost and ghost is like your consciousness like or your soul whatever mm-hmm. that can be uploaded and manipulated and and shit starts happening like people start hacking you know other people and like all this other stuff and it's like very much cyberpunk and blade runner-esque mm-hmm. and just the art style is just alone is crazy and i'm excited for trailer because if you look, there's some scenes that are basically ripped directly from that movie. So, I think it could be dope, even though 
<laughs> they could fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> because there's some complicated fucking, you know, themes being worked with there. And you know how Hollywood is. Definitely. I mean, they'll get the shooting right, but... <laughs> like, and by shooting, yeah. I don't mean, like, visuals. I mean, like, the gun scenes and shit. Like, they'll get all that for sure, for sure 100% right. That's easy. So, you know... But the visuals do look good, though. The visuals do look crazy, so... Yeah. I'll give them a chance. You're right. You know. Um, Hopefully the There's Train Spotting 2. What? Train Spotting 2. I don't know mm, if you saw nah, Train Spotting. I did not. It's a cult classic. Train Spotting. That sounds familiar, but I don't. I never saw it. No. Came out in the 90s, directed by Danny Boyle. Mm. They're like in Britain, or like, yeah, Britain somewhere. About a group of friends who uh, like that movie. are drug addicts and like take heroin and shit and go on like these crazy trips and like a bunch of crazy shit happens. Like, yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. So that's another one to like look out for. Okay, interesting. Yeah, crazy. I never. I gotta. I gotta go back and and uh, check out the original, the first one. It looks pretty dope. It's good. It's good. It's a. There's some crazy scenes. Yeah, it's good. And there's Danny Boyle's like, how his claim to fame before, you know, um, what's the movie he did with uh, Slumdog Millionaire? So. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely check it out. Right. Um. Anything else going on you want to talk about? Uh, no, nah, I don't think there's anything else on the top of my head. Just that Chappelle monologue. <laughs> Chappelle was dope. Doctor Strange dope. Comedians are whack as fuck now. <laughs> um, only only thing I want to talk about is, uh, did you hear about the Snapchat uh, robot that's going around? They have like these new Snapchat like sunglasses that can take <laughs> video and upload it directly really? to your phone. Yeah. Um, and it's like in very limited quantities right now. And it's like this robot that like shows up to a city for like 24 hours at a time and like just like going all around the country or something like mm-hmm. that. Interesting. Yeah. So if you see like these weird looking glasses with like a circle and like you see lights flashing around in the corners, somebody might be filming. <laughs> Shit. Oh, there is something I wanted to mention. There was a, another movie coming out uh, early 2017. Uh, it's called uh, The Dark Tower. Have you heard about that? Uh, yes. Of, yeah, The Dark yes. Tower. I love yeah, Stephen King. So Stephen King. Uh, it's actually a book series, I think, right? It's got like, yeah, it's got a lot of books. Like, there's more than seven, but yeah, it's a full-on series. It's like one of the first books he actually started writing. Yeah. So um, basically, the news on that is that they're shooting or have finished shooting a movie for Dark Tower. And um, for those of you who like to read books before movies, I would say get started now so you can get as far into the story as possible I heard that they're doing some um, you know some artistic liberties they're changing some things of course because it's, it's Hollywood um, but uh, 
it's uh it's not a direct adaptation it's kind of like a sequel yeah in a weird so way it's, like it's um, not going to be directly from the book but is yeah it's definitely inspired well because the book is hard it's like hard as fuck to do now well that book is crazy like yeah so and what's interesting yeah it's hard to do one of the main characters cast is idris elba um black character and there's some he's the man yeah and there's some interesting race related slang i would say like you know stuff going on in the book that made me wonder how he would be for this role but like based on some of the things I've heard about these changes they made, it, it should work, but I'm really interested in how it works. Yeah, I really want to see the first trailer. Um, it probably should be coming out here in like a month yeah, or so. Yeah, right. Um, because that is one of the best, that was one of my favorite books to read back mm-hmm. in the day. And the story is crazy as fuck and like, it's impossible, I think, to do like in a straight up adaptation. Yeah. So they kind of did the smart thing and they took pieces they liked and then like made it into kind of a continuation mm-hmm. of the story. So it's like a full on series. And yeah, you should definitely go check it out because Stephen King is dope. I also heard they're going to come out with a new It from Stephen King. So they're going to do a It remake. Um, I'm skeptical. I about mean, the that first one. one was already good enough. Like, don't. You know, but yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I just heard they're doing another one, so <laughs> I'm very skeptical. You about know, that. I know, right? How are you gonna make it better? Like it was already. That's like making a like a remake to Shining, yeah, the Shining, ooh, or something that, like that. Like, no, don't no. please don't. They might have even done that, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but don't like, ever. please don't please leave that the fuck alone. So, hopefully, it doesn't train wreck. But yeah, Stephen King coming out with some new things. <laughs> Man, you got a, a ridiculous catalog where you can probably make movies for a long, long time. Forever. This dude is a writer of writers. He's got so many writer credits. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, there's some good ones coming out. Um, we're going to keep talking about those as they approach. And if you did not, you know, hear the news... We are now taking pre-orders for our brand spanking new Fearless Beanies. That's right. And they are coming out for yeah, sure. Yeah, Fearless time. Beanies, you need to get on that. It's going to be fire. I mean, I'm probably going to wear mine every week. <laughs> I, I will wear mine probably yeah. for every Right? Week. It's, it's um, that time of season. They're going to be in limited quantities. So if you want to make sure that you get one, I would suggest going to pre-order now. And if you pre-order now, you get 35% off towards a future purchase on our store. And we got those dope black fearless t-shirts still. And we got some white Be Bold shirts still available. So you definitely mm-hmm. should get on that while For you still sure. can. Just trust me, you don't want to miss out on these beanies. They're fire. And if you yes. don't have a shirt yet, you should probably get one. Because they're dope too. Honestly, I haven't heard any complaints and all I do is get more inquiries about them. So jump on that. Yeah. So if you, you should definitely head over to livemyfearless.com, livemyfearless.co, wherever. Um, check it out. Subscribe. Definitely subscribe to our weekly mailing list. 
where we post all of our content along with some exclusive deals that we will be doing pretty here uh pretty soon here uh exclusive mm-hmm. to our mailing list and <clears throat> subscribe to our youtube of course if you have that because we have a lot more videos coming up i'm posting a lot more of my video reactions that will be coming out this week and the next following weeks and yeah that's it that's it guys you anything else uh nah thanks everybody for coming Episode seven, uh, seven, the fearless show. Um, fearless if you show. liked what we said, uh, didn't like what we said, comment. You know, uh, if there's more that you wanted us to cover, comedians, uh, current events. You know, let us know so we can check it out. Yep. Um, like always, we love people who join in the conversation. Leave your comments. You have any questions, topic suggestions, whatever. You can do that over at the official post when this goes live on livinglifefearless.co or you can go to livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and fill out one of the forms with your question, comment, or topic suggestion and we will pick the best ones and try to include those in our next couple of shows. So join in the conversation if you can. Thank you for checking out episode number seven of The Fearless Show and we will be back in two weeks time. Peace.